This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's R&R-TAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. Next up on an all-new Rick and Rick. Spin up the crystal ball and let the predictions start flying. That's right. Rick and Rick's 2023 Trend Watch is here. From marketing to media and from tech to pop culture. We're talking some of the key themes and top trends shaping the year ahead. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show that's always all that and a bag of Ricks. And everybody rules the world. Well, pour yourself a cup of kindness and say so long the old Lang Syne, because you're just in time for the year's first new episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Janet Jackson. Or, I mean, Rick Wooten. I did have a uh, wardrobe malfunction earlier, so maybe, maybe that's related. <laughs> oh, so it's Wooten if you're nasty. <laughs> you know, there's nothing worse, and this happens to me occasionally, there's nothing worse than realizing that your zipper is down, and that you probably... <laughs> left it down three hours ago and so you've been walking around strutting your stuff hopefully not strutting your stuff but <laughs> try to avoid that but you know <laughs> and that has happened to me recently in fact i don't i don't know that i've ever shared this story and it's funny because i was just hanging out with this guy today hanging out with him huh <laughs> I was in a meeting one time in front of like 20 people and uh, I'll just give his first name. His first name's Grant. Grant slides a note across the table to where it's inside my my view and I kind of look down at it and his note is, your zipper's down. Dang it. I'm like, I am literally standing in front of a room full of people and what the heck am I going to do? I actually said, hey, could everybody look out the window really quick? <laughs> 10 people turned around, 20 people, whatever it was. I zipped up really quick. Of course, they were wise to me, but, you know. That's awesome. Anyway, so Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. Boom. Wow. Talk about another malfunction, our malfunctioning weather. So we've gone from really warm like summer and then it was freezing. And then, of course, yeah. for us in California, it has been nonstop rain until this week. There was a little shining sphere in the sky that was making me squint. Uh, often the day that we're recording the show, I'm usually outside doing something. You know? Yeah. I'm biking, I'm working in the yard, I'm going for a walk, a hike, whatever. But with all this rain, it has not been in my mind. <laughs> I don't want to be outside. In fact, I've got first world problems going on here. So of my two cars, both of them are leaking right now. Oh, no. <laughs> and I mean, one of them's two years old. You would think that would not happen, but it's got one of those fancy, like you push a button in the trunk open and close this thing. Yeah. So it isn't quite closing all the way. Arr. And so some water got in my trunk and, you know, so I noticed the liner in the trunk was wet. You know, so I was very bothered by that, trying to figure out what to do with it. But then, you know, my other car is a Jeep and, you know, to own a Jeep is to have a leaky Jeep, right. especially if they have the hard tops on them. They all leak and it's just kind of a thing. And I'm pretty convinced <laughs> that's why the whole car is waterproof is because Jeep just knows they can't make it not leak. So anyway, every time I went for a drive during all this weather, you know, I'm having to deal with water inside the car for some reason or another. So I was really glad it stopped raining and I could open up both my cars and just let them 
them dry out. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Jeez. And that's pretty bad for the two-year-old premium EV from a certain Silicon Valley company recently moved to Texas. <laughs> I want to mention that. Leaking. That's right. That one. That's pretty bad. I will say, you know, a lot of people hit hard, but nine atmospheric rivers that just dumped a trillion gallons of water on California. Yeah, you know, and it, a bunch of these areas were just pelted. And the good news is a lot of the reservoirs improved, right? You know, we still yeah. have a lot of ways to go with some of them, but, you know, excited about the ones that have improved. And we need this. We need this yeah, really bad. So I'm, uh, I'm stoked for that. Yeah, we still need more. Maybe not all at the same time. Yeah. But anyway, an improvement on our water situation, at least. Uh, I tell you, it, it's a good year for skiing. That's Get right. up there. That's right. It's also a good year for predictions, our big predictions episode. So every January, we do this episode where we look at some of the trends we know that we're going to be watching in the coming year. And then we do a scorecard episode at the end of the year. So it's fun now to be talking about the year ahead in the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. And we'll be diving into that after a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. And welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World with Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. And it's time to start Rick and Rick's Trend Watch 2023. For my number one, I, I, I struggle with this a little bit because, you know, every year... <laughs> Every year I talk about this being the year for VR. Uh, and, and it kind of was last year. And we talked about a bit about that. So I'm going to skip saying this is the year for VR this year. What? I know. I know. So I am not making that prediction. But do you know who is? Gardner. Oh, Gardner has 10 things listed. And number 10 is VR. It goes everywhere. And more specifically, they talked about metaverse, but, you know, kind of goes hand in hand. Okay. But you're not as bullish this year as they are. You know, I want to be, but I've been wrong so many times. I feel like, you know, it's kind of like people who make New Year's resolutions. They're like, oh, you know, this year I'm going to, you know, stop drinking. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop whatever. And so I think this year I, I need to be contrary just so that my prediction doesn't come true. Uh, and this is the year. <laughs> Fair so enough. Fair enough. That's, that's what I'm going with. All right, domestic box office. So my prediction, or at least I'm hoping here, is that the domestic box office will hit 8 to $9 billion this year. So on the high end, that would be a 22% jump from 2022's final tally came out. I don't know if you saw that, but it ended up being $7.4 billion. But as we said in the last episode, Rick, it's still far short of 2019's $11 billion. Now, you joked about this at the time. You had mentioned, God, I feel like they didn't even push very many good movies last year. Well, now we know why, because they're there looks to be a lot of potential hits this year, including Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. That looks fun. We've got Fast X, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and even Megan, the evil android movie that came out on January 6th. That's a big hit. So it was released in January, normally a dead zone, and I think it was projected to gross something between $17 and $20 million. It's already scored $60 million in just North America. So it's an auspicious start to the year. Have you seen Avatar yet? No, did you see it? Oh, I I, I wanted to go see a few movies that are out. Yeah, me too. You mentioned Megan, that's one. Yeah. Avatar is another. I, I just haven't made it there. I haven't even seen the last Black Panther movies. Like, I'm, I'm so far behind. It's not like me. Well, I'll tell you that the first half of Wakanda Forever is good. I went to see it, but then my daughter was shopping and called me halfway through and wanted to do lunch. So I left the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get to see the rest of it. That's a nice dad. I know. I really am awesome. Let me just say that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, all signs right now, short of some new COVID variant that keeps people away, it seems like we'll finally get to that recovery at the box office. It's been slow in coming. Strong a lineup as we've seen in several years coming up. What was it when we were growing up? Was it the odd years or the even years that were so great all the time? Uh, it was the uh, the odd years, right? 1977, Star Wars. Yeah, it's an odd year or so, but it's a particularly good odd year. I think this is the year where TikTok figures out advertising. And more specifically, brands are going to figure out how to use contextual advertising in TikTok. Because, you know, one of the things we've really struggled with as marketers over the last couple of years has been the lack of ability, the erosion of the of us being able to track things. Right. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, cookies or iOS 14, you know, blocking cookies in different types of code that marketers use to understand what's working, what's not. I feel like we're all searching for ways to like solidly get an audience and, and do it in a measure way. And I think short video or TikTok is is kind of going to be something interesting. And, and the reason I think this is going to take off this year is because by de facto, people when they go to TikTok, self-select who they are and what they're interested in because they want the videos that are relevant to them. And so they upvote, downvote, whatever. You know, They go through the whole process of making TikTok theirs and making it personal to them. And so I think, and I've seen a few advertisers doing this, which is why I feel like this is something that's going to happen. I think this is the year we're going to see brands start more and heavily investing in TikTok and trying to use this contextual thing. Even TikTok launched a, a contextual advertising platform. So some of it's already built in, but I really do believe that this is going to be the year. And, and it may not all be, you know, like a traditional advertising kind of thing. It may be brands getting involved in generating content and all that. But we haven't really seen any brands really nail TikTok. I think this is going to be the year. I, I think you're onto something there. In 2023, you're probably going to see dollars move from Google and Meta to TikTok, Amazon, LinkedIn, even Apple. LinkedIn, obviously that's a B2B play. It's different than TikTok, although you see a lot of B2B attempts on TikTok. But anyway, they were at $3 billion in 2022. And at least according to eMarketer, they're expected to go to $4.5 billion by the end of next year. So that platform gaining ad dollars and Google and Meta are going to have a, a fight. And I think TikTok will be one of the beneficiaries of those shifting ad dollars for sure. I believe it. I embedded in this is I feel like this is the year the marketers are going to get really frustrated with the fact that they can't track things. And I think we talked about this in, in, a, in another show, but there's going to be this you know rise of first party data. And it's a necessity. It's not because they want to, it's because there's no other way of doing it. We've relied so long on third party tools and third party data. And now that's not available to us. We're going to have to do something different. So I think we're going to see a rise in, in first party data and brands actually getting more intimately involved in driving some of this content and whether it's contextual advertising or communities, things like that. I, I think we're just going to see a, a change here. And I think TikTok's going to be at the front of it. Streaming, that's going to be a different story this year. So uh, there are questions about the continued fallout from David Zavzlov taking over as CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. There's word about Netflix finally, really, maybe instituting controls on password sharing. And word co-founder and CEO Reed Hastings is leaving his post. And then at Disney, so the Mouse House, Bob Iger is back in charge of Disney. So what does that mean for Disney Plus? Amazon Prime had a good year last year with football, but we don't know what it's going to look like now that YouTube has NFL Sunday ticket. So the questions anyway suggest that it's going to be another interesting year for streaming and not necessarily a great one. I think there's going to be continued turbulence in that sector. 
think one one interesting trend I keep seeing right now that is that there's a rise of the anti EV crowd. I'll tell you, it's it's super interesting to see so many people get mad about electric vehicles, and they're not even petrol heads. They're not even like car people. They're just like average people who just think it's a terrible idea, and they just are super outspoken about it. And I don't know if it's just because we don't have any political uprising right now for them to get behind, so they have to get behind something. But I can't tell you the number of things I see posted on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook about people just thinking EVs are just terrible. And and I think that we're kind of getting to a point right now where at least I'm hearing and maybe maybe my sample size is too small. I'm hearing a lot of people just kind of rebel against it. Like, oh, we don't have the electrical infrastructure to support that. They're the reasons that we're getting blackouts. And it, it went from people being curious or concerned about range anxiety to actually being a little judgmental towards other people about it. At least that's that's what I'm seeing. No, I'm glad you said that. My brother and I were just having the conversation. He literally just said everything you just said. I think part of it is some of it's being thrust on us, right? Because California is making it where all cars must be EV by 2030. And so now it's not, hey, consumers are really into EVs. It's, hey, consumers, get into EVs. And so there may be that reaction to it. And plus, like my brother was saying, range anxiety, but his thing was charge times and my own concerns about California. We can't go through a summer without having blackouts. So yeah, I could see where that kind of sentiment could grow. Join us next time for part two of Trendwatch 2023 on the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. 